Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. Welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. Today, we're going to talk about being one no away from getting results. Mm, that sounds powerful. Just one. One no away. That's all it takes sometimes. One no. For real, though. So, real talk. We're currently in a cut. Um, and this weekend was when things got a little bit real for me. And so I was doing my check-in today and I was reflecting on how's this cut going? So two weeks into the cut, starting week three, had a couple of weeks before (laughs) these past three weeks, or actually we're starting week four, but I had a couple of weeks where my mindset was not there. And I really was just fucking up. Like I was trying to track, but not really tracking. So I wasn't in the deficit. So I literally scratched three or four weeks. And then I really got going into a cut. So like last week was my best week ever. Um, I was most consistent tracking. I got the best results. I felt the best, more confidence. Like I'm following the plan. We're being a product of our product, like us being our own clients. And I know people were looking for these updates for me. And I think people wanted me to go and say something like, ah, last week, week three was hard because I was hungry. And that wasn't it. Like there were a couple of days I was kind of hungry. So out of seven days, I think it was like two days I was hungry. Mm -hmm. Two, that's it. And so I think on my check-in, I rated my hunger like a five. So just kind of midway. But there really were only like three meals out of the last week where I was was like, I'm starving. I got to eat now. But I was like, wait a minute. But there were days I wanted to eat things. And then that's when I was deciphering between like mental hunger and physical hunger. So last week I was having mental hunger because I wanted the things I was typically eating. So when you guys are in a cut or a deficit, you're eating less calories than you are in maintenance. And so last week I found myself mourning and that's what I feel like it was a mourning or a grieving of my maintenance habits where you finish the meal You're comfortable, but you're like, ooh, I got a taste for something sweet. I want some chocolate. I want this. I want a cookie. And then I had to go, no, I'm tracking my macros. I could potentially have something, but if I eat it, I might not be full enough. If I had four cookies instead of maybe two that I could have on my cut, I would be mentally more satisfied. But those two cookies were taking away from all the calories that I would probably be getting to eat. And so every day I was having mental hunger or I was wanting my maintenance habits back. So before going into this cut, um, I was intuitive eating. And I really want to get this clear. We're going to talk about this in more podcasts, I'm sure. But you guys, intuitive eating is not even eating whatever the fuck you want when you want. There's all this like woo-woo stuff out there where people think, oh, intuitive eating is just eating whatever and being in tune and honoring hunger and eating cookies every other meal. That's not it. Like real intuitive eating. And you let me know if you agree, but it happens when you learn how to track the calories you need, you know, mostly at maintenance 
and learn what you need, how you feel, what your, how your body's responding, kind of knowing the protein, carbs, and fats you should be eating. Like if you get good at tracking at maintenance, you'll know if I'm under by this many calories, I'll feel this way. If I eat these kind of foods, I'll feel good. I'll feel bad. I feel this. But intuitive eating is really something that you graduate to from tracking at some point. How do you feel? I totally agree. I, I feel like that a lot of people get to maintenance and they feel like that they should switch to intuitive tracking automatically. And you should, should not because you don't know how your body reacts to hitting those certain numbers. You also don't know once you go back to maintenance, are you going to stay at those calories? Are you going to stay at those macros or are you going to move up and continue to push the envelope um, as far as your body development is concerned? But you can't just jump into intuitively eating without. I will I'll, probably you're probably going to gain weight if you don't understand how to intuitively eat according to how your body should feel when you're eating the correct amount of uh, macros. So it takes a lot of practice to be able to do it. Yeah, like you're really creating a foundation. And then you can figure out what to do without tracking it. But people just think it's like, oh, eating whatever I want. Oh, I want pizza today. Cool. At five o'clock, I want tacos. Cool. Wake up tomorrow, go and have a 1500 calorie brunch. That's cool. It's not. You get to intuitive eating from doing the tracking. And so to kind of compare like how I'm eating in a cut to me intuitively eating at maintenance and kind of just tracking you know, in my head and stuff like that. My normal habits, Monday through Friday, I eat probably 80% clean or more. Some little small negotiable things are like sweeteners in my coffee, a protein bar isn't necessarily clean, but like 80% of every food choice I make at maintenance is pretty clean. And then 20% might be whatever. Sorry. Go ahead. It, uh, to me, intuitive eating, like you got to almost approach it like habit stacking. Uh Because with habit stacking, it what habit stacking is is basically if I'm trying to develop or if I'm trying to uh, develop a new habit and I know I'm good at working out but I suck at eating well like if I know that if I work if I eat before my workout then I'm gonna eat well or if I eat right after my workout then I'm gonna eat clean but if I don't if I wait two hours then I'm going to eat something terrible. It's like every time I work out, I know right after that I should eat. And that way you develop a, you develop a, a clean eating habit. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing with intuitive eating. Okay, if I go out to eat for breakfast, I cannot go out to eat for lunch and dinner. I have to scale back lunch or dinner. If I know I have dinner, then when I eat breakfast, I don't need to eat that bacon or that ham with my eggs. Maybe I need to eat egg whites because I know when I go out tonight, I mean, it's going to be a little bit dirtier than normal. My calorie intake is going to be a little higher. So that's kind of how I would approach intuitive eating. Yeah. I was new to it. And that's like, that's pretty much like how our maintenance is what he said. Like 80% or more of our food choices at maintenance, like they're clean. And like on the weekend when he was talking about dirty, dirty for me is still like 70, 30. I'm still eating 70% clean because of the habits I have stacked over time. And just because I can eat the bacon, I can eat the ham, the cheesy grits, whatever, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean I even want it. And part of that too is coming from the fact that I know I can have it at any time with macros. 
but I know how I feel and I know how I want to feel. So that'll always reflect those choices. So like going from maintenance and being in a cut, it's almost just chopping away um, some of those calories, but you still have to practice the same habits. And so what I was really reflecting on this past week was there were times after I ate, I wanted those little extra things. But those extra calories would put me right back at maintenance. Let's say I was allowed two cookies, but my normal is four. Those two extra cookies that I'm like, oh, I'm still tasting for it at maintenance. I can have it. But in a deficit, those are the calories that would keep me from being in a deficit. Like my deficit can be easily replaced by 200 to 350 calories that I can eat probably in 60 seconds. Okay, flat. Not the cake pop. The cake pop. Not the we cake talked pop. about the cake pop again. I mean, it's, I mean, as simple as the cake pop. Yes, he's right. So there's this 170 calorie cake pop at Starbucks he wouldn't let me get last week. And it could have fit right at the moment that I wanted it, but he knew that I would run out of macros and I would be not as full. So I made a better choice and I was fuller. But like you guys, every day in this cut, I am practicing saying no. It's not willpower. Because like that shit goes out the window. The more stressful your life is, it's willpower. Like as the day goes on, it goes away. But I am constantly faced with a decision. Like when I got the Starbucks drink, mm. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> I got the Starbucks drink. It's the Eve Fit Chick Dopio. You guys can follow, find it on my Instagram account. It's like 60 or 52 calories. It's so macro friendly. My normal habit at maintenance is getting the fucking coffee and the cake pot. So it was the 50 calorie drink, 50, 60, plus the 170 minimum cake pop. Some of them are 200. I wanted them and I was getting ready to order. He was like, no cake pop. And I was like, oh, the cake pop. But the cake pop is my, was my normal habit. Mm-hmm. I had to break some of those comfortable habits for me to get the results. So I had to say no to the cake pop. The other night I wanted an extra protein bar. I had to say no. I wanted to do like extra chocolate drizzle and things on top of my little dessert bowl. Said no. We even went to the store. Remember we looked for whipped cream? And I wanted to add some whipped, whipped cream to my little, my jello sh- sugar-free cups and on my latte. And when I didn't find it, he was like, it wasn't meant to be. And I was like, it wasn't meant to be. We didn't need it. But those are the things that I'm saying no to. And literally, some days, for me, in my calorie deficit right now, I have to say no to just one thing. That one thing might be the 200 or 300 calories that I need to stay in a deficit times seven days a week and lose a half a pound to a pound every week. Mm-hmm. And Randall, I will totally agree on this. The number one reason why people don't get results is they can't learn to practice saying no. In fact, and that, that, that's even when you're considering food, when you're considering hanging with your friends, putting yourself in a bad environment um, during the cut, when you're considering someone asking you, okay, we're having a party for such and such and everybody's taking shots and you know that you shouldn't be drinking that day. It's not your cheat day. Like people have problems saying no. It's not easy to always say no, especially when it's your friends or people that you love, but you have to be more comfortable saying no. For me, like she said, she typically eats clean. I typically eat clean. I'm typically not going to choose anything fried on the menu unless it's like chicken wings when I'm having a cheat day. Or something. So it's not a huge adjustment for me in that light. Um, plus the amount of macros that I can actually 
take in are more than a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm never going to be under 2000 calories. Um, not anytime soon. I mean, just, it's just not for me never. to be under 2000 calories. Like, and so, so when I'm in a cut, I have a lot more allowance, but my biggest, my biggest issue and my biggest thing that I have to avoid and say no to is alcohol. <clears throat> I like to drink bourbon. Um, and during the cut, I have to limit myself to drinking to maybe one day a week at, at, at most. And if I don't hit my goals during the week, I tell myself, no, you can't drink that week or whatnot. Or sometimes I'll say I'll go three weeks, four weeks or whatever and just don't drink and eat clean. Because sometimes it's easier for me to say no for a month than to say no for a week. If that makes sense, I don't. Uh, it probably it may not make sense to you, but it's easier for me to just be like, "Oh, I'm not drinking for three months," and I won't. I won't even think about having a drink or falling out of line. Or if my friends want to do something, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it," but I'm not drinking, and I'll say it up front. Uh-huh. Um, and that's I found my most success when I just cut alcohol totally out during my cut. Um, but the other thing, the other big thing, I changed is my protein sources um during the cut so i may throw some ribs on the grill um if i'm not on the cut or i'll eat ribeyes but if i'm in a cut those ribs won't be going on the grill uh, <laughs> i eat a lot of chicken thighs boneless skinless chicken thighs typically that'll be cut down and replaced with a lot of chicken breast and then also uh like you replace your eggs with egg whites sometimes. I mean, you can still squeeze an egg in there every now and again. And then my other thing um, is I, I, I love to smoke meat. But mm-hmm. smoking meat, like the best taste in smoked meat is fatty meat. So, you know, they, you, you turn into lean meat. When I eat a steak, it goes from ribeyes to, what, New York strips? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and filet mignons. I think yeah. filet mignon is it. So sometimes like what he's saying, it's not always just a no. It's a no to one thing, but a yes to something else that mm-hmm. fits. So for me, I don't remember what I chose the day of the cake top. <laughs> like I was definitely disgruntled that day. I chose something else. I don't even know what it was, but I chose something different. Or like the other day, because I had one of my steak tacos too early, like I had to say no to eating my next meal for four to five hours because I had went over. And then another time I wanted some animal cracker cookies, the ones that are just like shortbread cookies, like they just melt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. I had to say yes to a five calorie sugar, I mean, sugar-free jello cup. So some things is no completely, maybe no alcohol. Mine is like more nose to sweets or extra servings. You know, sometimes it's cutting down from a six ounce serving of carbs to four, but sometimes it's just no to one thing eggs, whole eggs, and yes, egg whites. Mm-hmm. But I think people, they get uncomfortable because food is, I mean, it's emotional, it's sacred, it's psychological. We seek so much comfort and food habits that when we change, we freak out. Yep. And most people don't get results because they feel that, oh, I want it. I'm craving this. I'm craving the whipped cream on my coffee. This steak isn't as good because it's not the prime rib. And so they just throw it out the window, but you have to work through being uncomfortable in that. No. And the more that you say no and say yes to the right things, people start getting results. Like my entire um, journey 
of losing um, my first 120 pounds was challenging myself. Like he was saying, how long can I go without eating out? Mm -hmm. I was like, can I make it a week? Then it was like 14 days. And once I got to 21 days, you guys, and that is not the number where people change habits. I think the real research is like six weeks yeah. or something. Six weeks. Read Atomic Habits. You guys have got to read that book. Great book. But once I got to 21 days, I was like, I can go longer. I was really starting to lose weight because I was learning to say no to the things I thought I had to have to be comfortable. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about that? No, but I mean, that that's just huge. Like you said, saying no to the things that make you comfortable. The other thing is like, you don't, like she said, you don't always have to say no, but if you get a burger, if you get a steak, if you get something like that, you don't have to get the French fries with it or the potatoes. You can get a veggie with it. I mean, that makes a hell of a difference because those French fries come and that's four or 500 extra calories and it's straight mm -hmm. carbs and fat. Mm -hmm. So at least if you order a burger or a steak, you're getting protein with it. Um, you still probably getting a lot of fat if you're eating out and you're ordering one. Mm -hmm. But if you avoid those French fries, you make up a lot of ground. That's crazy. Sometimes just one no. One no. You guys, you're just one no away from getting results. Get a double veggie. Cool. Well, I right. really hope that helped you guys out today. Come talk to us in our DMs on Instagram. Let us know what you think about it. Also DM us and let us know what are you saying no to right now. And it could be something quirky. Like, everybody has their thing. My thing is a cake pop. People are like, what a cake? Like, where are you getting these cake pops from? I mean, I make these little dessert bowls that no one else would probably think are good, but it's my thing. It's my thing. So step into yeah. our DMs. Tell us what you're saying no to to get these results. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get wealthy.